0: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I talk to Jordan David, aka Conscious Muscle. Jordan is a vegan fitness and nutrition coach, a supplement company owner, and a sanctuary owner. It was really fun to talk to Jordan about all things veganism and also just living a more conscious life, his plans with the sanctuary, how to raise vegan slash vegetarian kids, and so much more. Here we go. Thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for being patient with me. (laughs)
0: Of course, our technology is, yeah, we've all had to learn more technology this last year than I think anybody anticipated. For sure. Um, so your, I love that your handle is Conscious Muscle and mine is Consciously Carly. Kind of works, right? Yeah, it really does. And the podcast is called Consciously Clueless and I came up with that name because I really feel like I've been exploring this idea of being like, wow, I'm really with it. I get it. And then other days being like, nah, I'm clueless. I don't know what I'm doing. And like everything in between. So I like starting with this question and asking people like, where do you think you're at right now in this moment here today on the spectrum from clueless to consciousness, whatever that means to you.
1: Okay. Yeah, for sure. So as far as that goes, like, I think I have, so I've read a lot of Eckhart Tolle and listened to a lot of Eckhart Tolle. Mm. And things like that on presence, consciousness, meditation, right? So, how do I? Th- I'm conscious of the of the con- uh, of how we conceptualize consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. But the minute, right, the minute you try to label it, that's not what it is. We're human; we can't fully comprehend. No science doesn't know what con- But in regards to being conscious, I think I can see the big picture, and I'm tapped in, tuned in, and turned on. But I'll never fully understand. So, I think you get there by realizing you're already there and there's nowhere to be. Does that make sense? Yes,
0: like, yes, I yeah. love that. I think the um, the problem is that we think there is this destination, right? And like, I used to think that like, oh, when I'll have this moment where I like get it, I'll ta- I'll have taken in enough self-help books and everything else where like, yeah. I'll, I'll finally understand. And understanding is just knowing you'll never understand.
1: Yes. You get you get me that that's it right,
0: and There's being okay there. with that surrender. Yes,
1: surrender.
0: Yeah. yes, I that's a big one mean. for me with my control issues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, at least you know you have them. I mean, that's a plus <laughs> in itself, right? That's that's the first step.
0: Yes, totally. So, where did the name Conscious Muscle come from then?
1: So, I originally started my Instagram. Originally, is like um, like I guess a normal bodybuilder who ate like you know an animal-based diet. Okay. And then, as I really got into veganism, and it, um, it kind of just became, I am like, wow, I am living more consciously, more thoughtfully, mm-hmm. more more in touch with what I am doing. So, conscious muscle made sense to me, like a better way to go about it, you know. Because at that point, it wasn't just the health thing; it's like, wow, you know, I am taking part of an incredibly evil industry, an evil practice of murder, torturing, and suffer so I can build muscle. And now that I've learned, I can build muscle without taking part in that insanity. And I can share it with others. I'm like, this is conscious muscle. This is the right way to do it.
0: Yeah. So I was kind of
1: like a Precipice for that.
0: So how did you get into bodybuilding? Cause that came before veganism.
1: For sure. So when I was younger, I used to box and, um, at the boxing gym, there was a regular gym attached to it. And there was this huge dude. He used to walk in there with like beans, like garden hoses wrapped around his arms. And I just saw this dude, like, holy shit. So one day I approached him. I must've been like 13, 14. I'm like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? Like you bodybuild? He's like, yeah. And then he just started showing me stuff. And ever since then, it's just been like a huge part of my life. Huge part.
0: Oh, wow. I love that. It was an influence at a young age too.
1: Yeah. Biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I didn't know people could <laughs> grow like that. I was like, no that looks more fun than boxing. Like this, th- this looks like more fun than getting hit in the face. I was so just going to
0: say like yeah. gaining muscle and not having to get hit in the face seems like, a good solution.
1: I mean, the big muscles keep you out of trouble. You never have to use them. <laughs> grammar muscles, you know what I mean. So,
0: so, okay. so are you still? Uh, do you compete in bodybuilding or anything? I know that so, you coach I, and train.
1: Sure, correct. Yeah, I've never competed. Um, okay. I thought about it. You know what I mean. It seems like a great premise, and I think it's a good testament to your dedication and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm being completely honest. I think it's great. It just doesn't seem fun. Like I'm enjoying my journey right now and where I'm at and where I'm going. And I could, it's not so important to me to get the approval of some random strangers I've never met who mm. critique based on, you know, like, I don't care. It, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, it'd be cool to do maybe one day, but for me right now, I got more important things that just, I think require that kind of discipline and attention.
0: That's awesome. And it's cool to know about yourself too, because I think that there's, a lot of different paths to go with that, right? Like you don't have to be competing. You're like, no, this is just something I enjoy.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from that. You know, it's kind of like therapy for me, you know, I love mm. it for my mental health as well. So I don't want to take that away by adding anxiety and stress to the outcome of my training, you know?
0: Yeah. And then become like resent the thing that you used to enjoy
1: hundred percent, it will quickly become a labor of burden rather than labor of love. hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. So then, so you're getting into bodybuilding, you are a carnivore. Where did veganism come in?
1: Sure. So I was a personal trainer and I had two clients. I would train every morning, every day, Monday through Friday at five in the morning. I'd be up at four to them by five, a husband and wife. And we I've known them. I've been training them for well over a year. And one day, Susan, the wife comes home and says, while I'm there with John training, she's like, I'm gonna be vegan. And me and him look at each other like we started laughing. And then she mm-hmm. started telling me all the health benefits and all this. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, for like a week straight, we just ragged on her, made fun of her. Totally. Like told her, We've all the been there. Her. Yeah, I was a total meathead. I was your typical bro. Like yep. you know what yep. I mean? But think about it, you know, like anyone, anyone met with an inconvenient truth. You know the veganism questioned everything I've been conditioned to believe in everything I knew as my knowledge base as a coach. It's so fear, mind,
0: it's scary. It's
1: huge. You're telling me everything I'm telling my clients is wrong. I mean, it might be societally correct based on the knowledge that's out there, but it's it's mm. wrong. Yeah. So she came to me and she's like, All right, smart ass, here's the deal. If you can give me a couple paragraphs at the end of the week as to why veganism is bad, I'll give you 500 cash and stop being vegan. I'm like, challenge accepted. She's like, But if you can't, you gotta try it. I'm like done. So I looked at every article, every blog, everything I could possibly find. You know, it's 500 bucks. It's something, right? It mattered.
0: This woman's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: she she really is. She really freaking is. And um, everything I read pointed to it being the best thing for my health, the sustainability of our planet. And then the animal agriculture aspect that I've always turned a blind eye to that just wasn't real. Kind of like when you see statistics about murder or something or a robbery, unless you're a victim of a violent crime, those are just numbers to you. You know, yes. they're, they're not real. You know, so at that point, I'm like, this is for me. I don't have a choice. If I, if I knowingly go against being vegan right now, knowing what I know, I'm a bad person. I'm doing a bad, be- I'm not judging anyone else. I'm saying for me, the way I view it, yep. the way I'm taking part of this suffering, I, I, I can't do that with intention. So, you know, I think once the animal, either, if you don't go vegan for the animals at first, the minute the animals take hold, you're done forever. You're vegan. Yep. And if you go back to eating animals, you were never vegan. You were plant-based. Yeah, you were experimenting with a plant-based diet. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, it's it was it was cut and dry. There was no looking back.
0: Was it hard to make the transition for you?
1: If I'm gonna be honest, if it were just for my health and mm-hmm. the sustainability of our planet, it definitely would have been. Because I'm like, you know, a, you know, a little bit of this here and there, totally, it's not gonna kill me. But, you know, again, when it comes to the animals, you know, you're talking about lives. And again, I'm not judging anyone, but the way I see it, whatever divine presence this universe is comprised of, it exists in all living things, whether we want to accept it or not. So the question is, what makes us think that we're that much more special or more important other than having the intellectual ability to decide that we are, Right. <laughs> you know, based on the stories we tell. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those moments.
0: Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting because this comes up so many times, like honestly, time and time again, when I interview people who talk about transitioning to veganism, that there's this like domino effect. So it's like, you have your insert point, like it's health, you know, health was kind of, it seems like the insert point for you. It was for me too. And then Mm -hmm. you kind of just go, oh, the planet. Oh, uh, like human rights, you know, people that are working in factories and everything like you just, have this domino effect. And what, like you said, once you get to animals, it's like, it's done. Once that takes right. hold and clicks, that's it.
1: Right, because at that point, you realize it's no longer a personal decision when it affects others.
0: Yes, and once yeah. you know that, it eats at you if you try and ignore it.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah.
0: And I think it's the hardest thing to grapple with, right? Because I think for a lot of people, that I don't know if you went through an angry vegan phase that comes up a lot too. Oh. <laughs> that stereotype. Right. Cause I definitely had a period where when I first became vegan, I was just like, how does, how does not everybody see this? You know, like how, how we've been lied to, this is ridiculous. And I just had that moment where I was so overwhelmed and I was so worried about my friends and family that I was like, you have to listen to me. You're like, we're killing ourselves. And you know, but it, comes across as a very like demanding, not helpful way, and also not the way that helped me become vegan. So that was a good point to realize. But it it's hard to get to that point and say, what else do I not know? If all of this was there, what else do I not know? That's really scary to grapple with.
1: It is, but it's not, right? Like yeah. it is. Yeah. It is because like my my uncle used to tell me he's like Jordan, there's things that you know. There's things that you know, you know about things you don't know. You don't know. There's just too much love. Like there's, we're missing out on that. We're never going to even know we're missing out on. And that's okay, right? Mm. If it's meant to be in our experience, it will be, you know, if we keep, you know, I don't know how to put it. If I keep wondering about the experiences I'm not having, I'm not going to even be with the experiences I am having, right? Totally. So yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot we don't know. And it's just crazy stuff. Like I don't get into conspiracies and all that. Like I look at it like this. if I'm being lied to. About whatever, and it's affording me and my family this quality of life. You can lie to me. I don't have to <laughs> I've seen what it's like in other parts of the world, and I, I you, you know what I mean. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I'm okay if if, if I need the wool pull over my, how, however they say, it, you, know? you yeah. know. what I mean? Like, yeah. Fine. Cool. Okay. So, I don't know. Totally. On a tangent there, but. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. I'm totally with you. So one of the things that I didn't realize I've followed you for a while, but when I was looking through stuff before the interview is that, do you own your own sanctuary?
1: Yeah. So, um, through conscious muscle, it started with the fitness and nutrition and then went to apparel. And then I started, um, a couple supplement companies I have a partner with, and then the sanctuary started at the beginning. Yeah. It started with a couple rescue dogs and pigs and Five years, five, six years later, we're here now. Yeah.
0: So tell me more. T- I mean, five, six years, What what's happened? What animals do you have running around?
1: <laughs> Gosh, so it's it's a long story. Just I'll, I'll try and keep it. So um, it started with rescue dogs when me and my ex-wife had a house together. OK. Um, so we did that. And on that property, we ended up over the course of a few years having over 50 some odd animals, not including the ones that we um fostered took care of rehabilitated and you know but we had man all sorts of birds ducks chickens turkeys guinea hens we had like three goats we had 10 pigs the dogs the cats rabbits and um, on this property we had our mule we had a few cows we had another eight pigs so essentially what happened was she moved to tampa a couple years ago a year and a half ago almost with my daughters okay so we unfortunately you know sustainably speaking, I'm one person. I couldn't take care of all of them by myself. So unfortunately, I had to network with other sanctuaries and rehome them, you know, and it's an incredibly expensive endeavor. Thank God for crowdfunding, but I've kind of been Mm. doing it all out of pocket. I have, um, I'm working on balance, but my attitude is this, right? If you want to take the island, burn the boats. So (laughs) I had, I was successful with my business and I'm like, well, I'm financially savvy. My kids are taken care of. Like I'm prioritizing. Fuck it. I'll just yeah. take everything I have, my whole life's work, full life yeah. saving. Let's let's go, right? I looked at it like this. If I do it and I don't succeed, fine, I'm out money. I'll work harder. But if I never do it, I'll regret it my whole life. So it's been a challenge. And here we are now. Um, we got hit pretty hard because of um, the Instagram algorithm change and COVID. So we've been kind of steady. And now we're finally at a point where things are picking up and I'm able to put more into it and crowdfunding's picking up. And some amazing people. Like there's a sanctuary here in Florida called three sevens and it's a lady and her husband, and she just loves helping other sanctuaries to make them more, make the environment more natural. And I I can't explain it. She just like has the most amazing sanctuary and everything's organic, natural. The environments are enriched for the animals. So her and her husband came out here with a few people the other day, and we're building all the new fencing for the pig area, the new watering holes, the new um, housing. So if everything goes as it's going within a couple months, we're going to be able to get a couple mules, start taking in goats and just start getting more rescues. So, sorry, I know this has been a long drawn out like story. No, no, no,
0: no. I asked. That's why no, we're okay, here. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. It's just, it's been a huge <laughs> journey with ups and downs. Like, you know what I mean? I went into this with no expertise, but I had to do it and I'm learning, but I'm. Um, it's challenging, but it's amazing. So yes, we have the sanctuary and we're finally at a point now where we're growing, we're doing new fencing, housing, and we should have quite a few new rescues. In um, the next week we have a new um, special needs rooster named Bootscoot <laughs> coming. Oh
0: my so, God, that's yeah. amazing. So
1: we kind of have a roster. We have him and then we have Leroy the Mule who's coming back to us um, while we were fixing everything up. Um, Jamie from Three Sevens took him in because he was here alone and they need a buddy they're social so he's coming back here now that we'll have the new fencing and we'll actually be able to get a buddy for him too which is why we'll have the two meals so everything's coming along it's it's been i'm super grateful that i stuck it out you know what i mean super grateful and super grateful for all the people who have helped like jamie her husband um there's some local vegan activists here like yvonne and julian just they have a sanctuary called dharma bear down here too in south florida
0: where are you in florida
1: I'm in West Palm Beach. Um, oh, it's okay. West Palm Beach, right? Because people know that, but it's actually Loxahatchee, okay. which is like the rural area of West Palm, like 20 minutes outside of it, but um, all in this little South Florida area.
0: Okay, awesome. I have family all, all over Florida. So I no am fr- familiar with where you're at. And my dad is then um, in Naples so awesome let me
1: know when you're down this way you can do maybe we could do like a live from the sanctuary or something
0: that would be amazing that's what i was just thinking because i hope to get down and see my grandparents at some point this spring because it's been a while now so i will They're definitely
1: i don't know what you're doing
0: definitely let you know i just want to keep yeah. them safe
1: i hear i very 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 considerate because yeah
0: yeah yeah uh, i get it so i Cannot believe I didn't realize that you had a sanctuary. I literally was like looking at things. I was like, how did I miss this, this memo, which I guess the Instagram algorithm, like you said.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Right. I don't think people realize how Instagram works when your business and livelihood are predicated on these algorithms. Basically what she's talking about guys is let's say like you have 160,000 followers. Mm
0: -hmm. When you
1: do your post, if enough people don't like it, comment save, send, the algorithm doesn't pick it up. So maybe 5% or less of your audience will see it. Whereas there was a time where your entire audience saw everything you posted, which is why, you know, people who rely on social media, I'm sure like yourself, you, it's a big part of your life. Yeah, It makes it a little harder for us to reach our own audiences. So you just, you gotta, you gotta hustle hard. Yeah. You know? It's
0: really interesting. Cause I'm on a much smaller scale than you are, but I have noticed a difference in my engagement and oh, yeah. I have, felt like god i feel like i'm talking about the same thing at nauseam over and over again but i can tell that people aren't seeing it like they used to
1: it sucks i mean listen yeah a lot of people don't know i have a supplement company or um a sanctuary because it's primarily for coaching you know but it is what it is right we just keep grinding away and if we are a little repetitive you know we want to get our messages out there and they'll be heard you know
0: And the people that'll want to receive that are like the people that you want in that community anyway. That's what I always say.
1: Yeah, I've learned it's not so much the size of your audience, but the quality,
0: you know, the quality of your
1: audience. like, are you bringing them value and vice versa? You know?
0: Totally, totally. So I want to circle back to kind of, you said something before that sparked a thought in my brain about how like before you were like, I was a total bro. And so I think it's so interesting to talk to men who present very masculine you are in the gym you're a coach you're a trainer and talk about veganism and masculinity because it is such an interesting intersection because of the way our society has made it
1: for sure so i mean i like most males bought into that whole like macho like you know the bigger stronger you are the more ass you can kick the better you can brawl and all that makes you a man and all that and then um had a pretty rough life, had some bad experiences, um, mm-hmm. been locked up and whatnot. You know what I mean? We, we glorify violence as a society, especially as men, like looking at a guy like, yeah, I can, you know what I mean? Because yeah. of just, but I can tell you once you meet real people who hurt people, <laughs> like it's not cool. There's nothing cool about, I don't know. How to explain. I just, I don't want to get too much into my experiences, but there's nothing cool about hurting. You someone can share as
0: life. much or as little as you want. It's up to um, you.
1: Just like, you know, I've had some gnarly experiences in the past where I thought, you know, like the tougher I was, like, you know, the more whatever. But
0: yeah,
1: I guess as I got older, I had kids, they became a priority. And you realize, wow, you know, if I do dumb shit or get in fights, I go to jail. And, you know, when you so I guess what I'm getting at is how veganism changed me is it caused an actual shift, not just like not being a certain way because, you know, it's the wrong way to be like it caused a real shift where I realized, Mm. wow like mash to me and I, I'm, I'm not getting into gender. I'm just like me as a man. Yeah. What it means to me is it's not how you can knock someone down, but how you can pick somebody up. Mm. Like once I realized that all these defenseless animals were being slaughtered and I was doing nothing to stop it. I'm like, that's fucking weak. That's like cowardice. Yeah. Like now that I know about it. And that's where the militant angry vegan stage came in that you were speaking <laughs> of earlier, <laughs> yes. like getting all aggressive and amped up and then realizing like, Holy shit. Like, this is not what veganism is about. Let me calm my ass down. Mm-hmm. Because it's the dialogue I have with other people that is going to elicit change. So if I'm like, bro, fuck you, put that steak down. <laughs> you're going to take a bigger bite and look at me like I'm some kind of idiot, right? But totally. If I, if, yeah, right? But if I can strike up a conversation with you, engage with you on, on a level that you're comfortable with, maybe I'll plant a seed and maybe it won't yield anything for a week, a month. Maybe maybe not ever, right? Right. But I feel as hell no, yelling at you is not going to do it, so um yeah so masculinity to me I guess was really redefined as doing the right thing even when you don't have to Ooh. if that makes sense
0: yeah okay. yeah and I think that gets into privilege too right like absolutely doing the right thing even when you're privileged enough to not have to worry about doing the right thing
1: 100 percent. I could you could it's like all of us can turn a blind eye to so many different things And it's Mm -hmm. when you choose not to, even if it inconveniences you, right? Right. At the end of the day, you're the person living with that. And I'm not saying I'm a saint. I'm not saying I've had a perfect life. But, you know, I do the best to cause the least harm possible. Like, end Mm -hmm. of story, right? Like, there's a quote from um, an author I like, and his basic thing is, like, your goal should be to decrease the net suffering of the planet any way you can, Right. Maybe it's being a vegan. Maybe it's just being nice to your neighbor. Maybe it it is spending time with your grandparents, right? Just whatever you can do to help light someone's candle a little bit brighter.
0: Yeah. Feel
1: good. You know, it's a win-win.
0: Well, that's the whole idea of manifesting, right? Like the more good stuff you do, the more good stuff comes to you.
1: And that's, that's another thing. Yeah, you're right. And I know I noticed in a lot of fields, including social media, people think, right? Like they have to knock your tower down for theirs to be taller. It's like, no, bro, build yours up. It's okay. You can get there. Like we can all get there. Instagram's huge. There's
0: enough. There's enough for everyone. And I think that has been really interesting specifically in the last year or so within the vegan community. There is some ruthless pockets like there is in any community um, that I was pretty disappointed with. Um, And I saw you post about some of this stuff and I really appreciated how you worded it. About how you noticed every time you talked about Black Lives Matter, your followers went down.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? I don't need those kind of followers. Like, I don't care. Right. You're not the audience I want to cater to. Like, if you don't if you don't give a shit about people, you probably don't give a shit about animals. Like it, veganism <laughs> can be more than one thing. You care about all beings. That right. includes other people, right? You know what I mean? So people, yeah, yeah you can and I, I don't get it. You know, people don't understand you can care about more than one thing.
0: Yes. like why is that so
1: hard? That's it. And one thing I made sure not to do is there are people that are very single cause Mm -hmm. like, nope, this is it. And you know what? I'm not dogging on them. I'm not one of those people that's going to say, you know what? Silence is compliance. Like, people can feel how they want. If that's your stance and you're doing something that's valuable to society that makes a positive impact, yeah, I think you should use your voice for more than just that. I personally think, but I'm no. I'm not going to talk shit to you for doing a good thing just because it's not the good thing I want you to do. And there was a lot of that going on. You know what I mean? Which, which I don't think is cool. That's like all of these, um, hardcore vegan accounts, like talking down the vegetarians. Yeah. That's a great way to get them to be full vegan. Right. Tell them how terrible they are all the time.
0: Yeah. Do you know how many of those accounts pissed me off before I was vegan? Like I, there's just no use in that, right? Like there's no use in that. And the irony too is when I've left some Facebook groups just seeing how nasty people are. And I'm like, I can't be in this group where people are talking about veganism and then being so hateful to other humans. It does not
1: compute. 100%. 100%. 100%. It's very easy in a lot of these like hardcore vegan activist groups, you know, because that's yeah. kind of like the mantra like, screw people, save animals. Yeah. Like, we're all animals. I got to tell you. <laughs> like, yes.
0: So, so I have to ask how you felt as a, um, as we just established, a masculine man who is into fitness and everything else and kind of hit some of those boxes. How did you feel about the Game Changers?
1: Game Changers was a solid movie. I liked it. I liked a lot of the people in it. Um, I definitely think um, James Wilkes, did I pronounce mm-hmm. it with Lightning Wilkes, is just an incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable guy. I like that he doesn't only come from a place of passion and purpose. He comes with all of the intellectual ammunition to like back it up. I think he's done more diligence than I feel like anyone in the plant-based community. So he's someone I want on my side if I'm having a debate, like. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, I I think it was such a good film because it spoke to a different subsect of people.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: That was, I think that was crucial in some of the growth in veganism in the last year or two.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you look at what Instagram is, primarily it's people flexing in the mirror and, and that includes <laughs> myself. Uh, legit. And, and and that's my I built a career on it, right? <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's all it is, right? So if you can show guys that they can have big arms and women that they can have big booties. i'm just i don't mean to sound any kind of way but that's what the majority of people on instagram care about like when people transition to vegan their question for me is like hey it's not how many animals are gonna am i gonna save a year by being vegan it's like i can still get enough protein to get like a huge ass and the guy's (laughs) like, like yes yes it's the truth. Oh my <laughs> so, God. That's
0: so funny. It's not how many animals I'll save. It's can I still get a huge ass?
1: And likewise for men, can I still get jacked? Can I still get huge? I'm like, yes, bro. You can. <laughs> it's like the animals are, are a plus, but you know. So, you know, I don't care why people are vegan and quite, yeah. quite frankly, the animals don't give a damn either. As long as you're not eating them, they don't care why.
0: That's true. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. So. so tell me about your supplement company.
1: So, you know, I put a lot in the conscious muscle and it started to grow enough where I started getting a lot of people asking me, you know, hey, how would you like to be sponsored by our supplement company Mm. or how would you like to do this? And I just thought to myself, I'm like, if I have something here that people want me to represent them, why would I, why am I going to hustle for their dream? Let me create my Mm. own. So, you know, I use conscious muscle as the precipice to create conscious muscle supplements. And I approached my best friend. Um, Marco, who's a vegan power lifter. and I'm like, dude, conscious muscle is becoming something. Like, let's start a supplement company. And he's like, he went for it. He, we started it, and fortunately, like for me, I love what I do. I'm more creative, but he's more of a business type person. So okay. it, it's great. You know, he's an amazing, he's an amazing best friend and an amazing partner and businessman. So me and him started the supplement company together, and we've been killing it. Like, kill, uh-huh. and, and not. And I don't mean like we're balling outrageous. I mean, we're killing it in the sense, in a way that means something to me, meaning we're vegan owned, we're vegan operated. Everything we do is cruelty-free and vegan. We donate a portion of sales every year to sanctuaries. Last year we donated four grand um, and we're wow. going to continue to. So that's my biggest thing. I can't stand all of these supplement companies that make vegan protein, but like they're owned by, what is it, like is owned by Coca-Cola or something crazy yes. like that? yes, yes. Like, Support vegan entrepreneurs, y'all. Even if it's not me, if you don't, we have the best protein in the world. But even if you don't like it, (laughs) you know, make sure what you do get is from a vegan owned company at the very least. I think that's super important, you know? Like if I get apparel, I try to buy it from other vegan entrepreneurs. You know what Mm. I mean? Why not, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. I think that's one of the things too that I got into. Like I said, the domino effect of like, wow, I didn't know about this. Wow, I didn't know about this. And clothing was something that in the last year or two, I started learning more about because once I went vegan, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to buy, you know, leather or wool or anything anymore. I'll wear out the stuff I have. I live in northern Minnesota. So, like, I've got a lot of wool socks
1: (laughs) to wear out. I love that you just said that. (laughs) Yeah, we'll touch on that after, but I love that you just said that because that's a thing. That's the thing. People have like old wool and leather and feel like they need to throw it out, but not everyone can afford a new jacket or pair of shoes or vehicle. You know.
0: Yes. Yes. And You're I life. had. I had. We can talk about this now. I had this moment too, where I'm. I'm sure, as you can tell, I'm like. I go through these extremes. Like I like when I dive into something, I'm like all in, and then right. I have to take a step back and be like, okay, that was that was a little much. So when <laughs> yeah. I when I first went, I was just like, oh no all my wool, my this, my that. And then I was like, I actually thought about like some of the stuff in my car. Like, what am I going to do? I can't completely change my life. And I was worried that I wasn't doing good enough.
1: Typical vegan attitude right there. Yes. Yes.
0: Y'all do. Yes. And there's a whole debate on that too. If people should, you know, purge their stuff or not. But like, what a privilege for someone to say, oh, you should get rid of your shoes and your socks and your car and get new ones.
1: And that's where the privilege comes in with veganism. Like it does yes. with any other subject, no matter what it is, it all boils down to this. This is where all privilege comes from in any scenario. I'm not saying it doesn't, I'm not saying like, cause I know this is a touchy subject. I'm not saying privilege can't manifest in a multitude of ways for a multitude of reasons. Right. I'm just saying when push comes to shove, this is the big equalizer. It's, and it's, it's, it's what matters. You know, if it makes money, it makes sense. So that's the society we live in.
0: Well, and something I had to kind of come to and one of the people I interviewed said, and I stuck with me and has become like a mantra is that you can't be perfect in an imperfect world.
1: Boom, baby, let's go. Right? Truth, truth. but we try, we try, you know, as vegans, like I know some vegans, if you accidentally, you know, you're eating a vegan meal and they accidentally put cheese in it and you take that bite, there's people out there that will beat themselves up for days. Like, no, you can only do what you can do. Like my vehicle was loaded with leather. And after I went vegan, I had the opportunity to get a vehicle just because it was getting around that time, regardless, just, it was time. And I was able to get cloth. You know what I mean? And now the synthetics are amazing. You know, it's like you said, I also have people that say, um, you know, I have a faux leather jacket I got from a vegan leather company
0: mm-hmm. and people are like,
1: bro, you're perpetuating leather. People might think you're really wearing leather. I'm like, but you know what? The people who matter know what it is. And if I can show somebody that you can still keep the fashion you enjoy yeah. and still wear leather, you know, that's going to turn on more people. You know, I'm not that cool. People aren't going to look at me and be like, bro, conscious muscle. <laughs> I'm not that freaking cool. But someone I know, an acquaintance at the gym or a friend might be like, dude, dope jacket. I'm like, yeah, man, it's vegan leather. You should check it out. You know, yeah, I, I
0: love than- those moments. I have. Have you heard of Will's vegan shoes?
1: I have actually. I have. So, yeah, yeah,
0: I have two pairs, and one of them are like a hiking winter boot. And I've had them two or three years now. And they have held up, first of all, better than anything I've ever had. And they're warm and comfortable, and they look like suede on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I had someone at the gym pre-COVID, someone at the gym when I was wearing them, like, I really love your boots. Where'd you get them? And then I had this beautiful organic opportunity to be like, wow, well, actually they're from this great online store. It's called Will's Vegan Shoes and they're blah, blah, blah. And then this person wrote it down. And I was like, oh, like you said, all I had to do was wear this. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> It matters. That's something. Yes. That's something, you know, over just wearing a pair of faux suede shoes you know
0: exactly exactly I like what you said too about um the quality of your following versus the quantity because I feel like the stage I'm in now is that I'm in that mindset where I'm like I'm trying to grow my followers I'm trying to grow this I'm trying to grow that but then you miss all the like beautifully engaged people that you've had from the get-go that have been supporting your ass when you had 10 followers or whatever it is, and that like show up for your yoga classes, and they have since day one, or whatever it is. And when I remember that and focus on that, then I'm just like such a much happier person.
1: 100%. Like, listen, I being in the fitness coaching community, I, you know, I network with a lot of different coaches, and I can tell you, I know coaches that have, so let's say I have a combined, like, I think on Instagram right now, it's like at 164,000. I know a coach with 10,000 followers. And I know I, I know what I know what she's making, and, and I, I gotta tell you I know accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers that is not making what she's making with one tenth the followers. Damn. So it's the quality of her audience, the engagement, like you said, answering comments, answering messages. Yeah. Uh, getting to know the people. look at them more than just the number. Like they're people who want to engage with you. Like this is real life. Like you should be grateful people want to talk to you. Like people lose lose their shit. Like remember, like we're just people with Instagrams. Like I'm not conscious muscle. I'm a dude with an Instagram on my phone. That's all. It's nothing. (laughs) Like it could all disappear tomorrow, and and I'm just Jordan. I'm nobody. Like so, people, I think need to, you know, well, that's a different subject. I know you're like that. Disassociate from the ego a little bit. You feel me? Like a little. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that is something I've had to like continue to remind myself in this process of growing the business. 100%
1: 100% like 100% and it's like what we're doing now like I've done I don't know like mentions in my story and had opportunities like you regardless of our our follower count mm-hmm. I looked at this I'm grateful this was an opportunity for me to go on your podcast mm-hmm. you have you have you have a thousand people like oh well I'm sorry I don't know the number offhand I apologize what what is your follower count right now because I know
0: you're trying to build it um it's like 14 Hundred? I actually don't know because I've been trying to not pay attention to it. Yeah, about, almost fifteen hundred.
1: Okay, so right there, that's fifteen hundred people that have no idea who I am. No <laughs> that's a lot of freaking people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So it matters. It matters. That's like you know, it it just matters because I don't know out of those people who need help with nutrition, who need help mm. with or who, who be I I don't know. You know, so this is like an opportunity for me. I think people need to keep that in mind when things knock on your door. You know, maybe take a breath and realize, like, hey, you know, this this is a great. I don't know. I'm I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm no, not
0: great. at all. Like, there's like, a reason it knocked on your door.
1: Yeah, this is this is great. Like, I like your work. I like the vibe you have. I like everything you do has a pretty positive note to it, like a really positive note to it. And it, it's great. It's nice on my feed. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, thank you sexy,
1: you know because i have that too like i'm like oh, there's this is a nice message right here there's value here it's yeah. not like, you're like
0: <laughs> maybe
1: once in a while i mean on occasion, on occasion <laughs> you phone, but you know what i mean like
0: yeah totally there's, there's
1: value there like you can get insight from viewing your timeline so there's something there you know what i mean
0: well thank you very much my um I try and choose like a word or a phrase every year that I wanna come back to and think about and like cultivate. And 2020, before even all the you know bullshit happened, my word was authenticity. For some reason that just felt right. And so everything I do, I'm like this, I'm just a human with a phone who likes talking about these things and wants to share because I love to learn and geek out about this stuff. And I want others to be excited too but like, I'm going to be authentic with it. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's not. And that's just part of it.
1: I love it. People, listen, people can, people can see and feel authenticity. People know when you're bullshitting, like when I see (laughs) these influencers, like on there, like sitting outside of their, like Mercedes, like doing that, look off into the distance. (laughs) I'm like, every meal is like rice, broccoli, and this, like (laughs) shut up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, get out of here. Life's not perfect. And I think that's a big part of Instagram um, resonating with people is showing people that, hey, I- I'm a real person too. My yes. life's not perfect. Like, remember, I tell people often Instagram is our highlight reel. Mm. Regardless of how conscious we are and how great we are, we're totally. not going to make a post like, oh my God, today fucking sucks. I hate life. Oh my, like, you're not going to do that, you know? So just keep that
0: in mind. <laughs> totally. And I think it's fostered the most unique conversations that I would have never expected. I talked about this with um, my last guest, Ashley Piper. She's an author. And she was just saying how she, was, she wrote this book about sustainability. And she was surprised at the people she heard from, from like high school that reached out to her that were like, hey, I read your book. You know, we haven't talked in 20 years, but wow, this was really great. And I've had some of those conversations too like I'm a brand ambassador for Think's period underwear so I would I post about that sometimes and someone I haven't talked to in like 12 years asked me all these questions about sustainability and like feeling better on your period and all these things and I was like wow what a cool conversation to have with someone that I would have never thought I would have had
1: it matters these are things about you that really Right. No one would know about us unless we right. express them on social media. Like we have the opportunity, Like, hey, this is what I'm into. This is what I have to share and vice versa with other people. I made a lot of really good friends actually through Instagram. It's been like really cool. I've met some really quality people, you know, people that you do want in your circle that I would have never engaged with otherwise. So it's totally. really, cool.
0: I've become really good friends with some of the people I've interviewed that I literally just reached out to. Cause I was like, I've followed you for a while and I really enjoy what you say. And now I, like, keep up to date with these people.
1: Right? Because
0: like, a- we yeah. How freaking cool is that? Like, there are a lot of downfalls to social media, and I totally get that. I don't want to say that there it's a perfect world, because it's not. But I think the other thing, too, is that we forget, we get to curate what our feeds look like. Like, we're in control of who we follow or who we're friends with or what we're subscribing to. You so. Like, we have to make that choice for ourselves to be like, and I've unfollowed some people that are like, you know, great people have a big following, but I'm like, they don't really do anything for me. They kind of make me feel bad about myself, actually, when I see their pictures, it makes me doubt my own process. I'm going to unfollow them.
1: Well, you outgrow certain people, which I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you're above or below them. Totally. Outgrew whatever that was, period. And that's Okay
0: yes absolutely and i think that we forget that like we're in control of that like instagram doesn't just populate our own feed you know it's like it's the people yeah. who follow
1: 100 <laughs> like, percent. yeah yeah it took me a while for that to kick in i'm like what am i doing right now like unfollow 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 i get it i get it you have a you have a great uh, front bicep pose unfollow unfollow <laughs> i I love
0: these examples that you have from the like fitness world
1: (laughs) yeah it's because it's just because you know it's a small little it's a lot of people but it's like any community right so you know you just see a lot of the same stuff from the same people recycled from the same and it is what it is right there's only so many ways to uh say in a meme that vegans aren't protein deficient right so (laughs) you know you're gonna see that same one from every vegan fitness influencer like Still vegan, still, you know what I mean? Like, there's only so many ways, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. So you mentioned that you have um, children.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, are you raising little vegans or how does that work?
1: So, yeah. Um, we're divorced. I mean, my Mm -hmm. ex-wife and I are super amicable. Luckily we co-parent very well together. I'm very fortunate that she's an amazing mom. Mm -hmm. Like that's all a dad can ask for. Like, God forbid, if I get hit in the head with a piano from a building, like a cartoon tomorrow, I know my kids (laughs) are taken care of, right? Like a safe falls on my head.
0: Powerful image.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, and then the keys like, (laughs) like, um, So um, as far as my girls, when they're with me, they are vegan. Okay. Um, when they're with their mom, they are vegetarian. And okay. it is what it, 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 you know, I'm speaking like transparent. It is what it is. And I know there are vegans out there that would have an issue with that and they can go screw themselves because yeah. you know, I have no say over that. And I enjoy co-parenting peacefully with my ex-wife. So no matter how much I argue or fight for it, it's not going to do a lick of difference. Right. So when they're with me, I can control that they're vegan Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love that they're growing up around animals. You know, I love when they come here to the rescue. You know, they have, a, they have a good appreciation for animals. You know what I mean? They know what meat is. I don't lie to my children. They know what a hot dog is. Like at a, at a birthday party, my daughter asked if she could try one. I'm like, yeah, you can try one. Do you want to know what it is first? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, it's the butthole, the hooves, the lips, the eyeballs, pretty much all the parts of an animal that animal eaters don't want to eat. And she started, she's like, Ugh. I'm like, you still want to try yeah, absolutely not. So you know what I mean? Like, that's usually enough, you know, just being honest. Well, that's and
0: the, even if they're not fully vegan children, like they're growing up with these conversations, which I don't know about your upbringing, is worlds ahead, I think, of where many children are at. Like, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes being an adult to make the decision to be vegan. So the fact that they're just growing up with conversations like that and the sanctuary, I think already makes them more like conscious children.
1: Yeah, I I believe that and I think they'll come around. I know they'll come around, they'll be they'll be team vegan one day. How old are they? Uh, five and nine. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good ages, it's a lot of fun. They are like, I'm a big kid so like I get to, people think I'm pretending to be immature when I'm with them to be on their level but really I'm just on their level.
0: <laughs> just, yeah. How fun that they have a dad that's got, like has an animal sanctuary, ugh. That's awesome. It's a
1: lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. We put play, playing it, not necessarily playing in the mud because the pigs like to pee and poop in their own mud, but making mud puddles, you know, going out yes. there feeding them, playing with them, you know. Um, it's cool. I didn't get to grow up that way. So it's yeah. really cool that they get to.
0: Those are good memories. So is yeah, there definitely are anything that you are like, I have to share this or that I didn't give you space to, or anything else that you wanna share on the episode?
1: Sure. I guess the biggest thing right now is um, I don't know um, if I can give you the info or whatever. I'm I'm sure we talked about. I'd love to share the sanctuary because right now um, we have a GoFundMe and we're pushing right now to get everything finished so we can start taking in the new rescue. So that's like my biggest priority right now is getting things done at the sanctuary just because I want to be able to take a new rescue. So really that's it. Other than that, I feel like we touched on every freaking area in life, right? I know.
0: I really I, I loved it. No, no, what? absolutely not. You can send me whatever you want to put in the show notes. So
1: True.
0: go fund me like where to where do people connect with you? Like is Instagram the best way to get a hold of you?
1: absolutely yeah. on instagram it's conscious underscore muscle if they're curious about coaching they can click the link in my website and if they're curious about supplements or the animals just shoot me a direct message like i reply to everybody you know again I'm a guy with an instagram i'll message you back <laughs> you know
0: i loved looking at the programs that you offer because they are super accessible
1: yes that is something i definitely tried to do i i kind of price compared with other coaches and i i know like i'm underselling quite a bit but my my thing is this like I'd rather help out more people and, you know, make a living doing it. I hate turning someone away because of financial reasons. It's like, if you want to transition to vegan and still stay in shape and you don't know how, I don't want to be like, no, nah, bro, not going to help you transition. Sorry. No, like not cool. So I do my best to work with as many people as I can. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you mentioning that.
0: Yeah. Cause I really did. I was looking, I was like, wow, this is super affordable and it's really accessible. It's really nicely laid out because I I've looked at other just, you know, out of curiosity when you see stuff, because I do health coaching and stuff, but sure. looking at whatever other people offer, specifically vegans, some of it is one, I think really overwhelming <laughs> yeah. and two, really like really just not accessible. So I really appreciate some, that.
1: I won't get it, but I've seen some pretty outlandish pricing, crazy. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bro, that's a down payment on a car. What
0: you- yeah, was like, that's like a couple of months of rent. <laughs>
1: like, I'm good.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so, 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 so much for um, doing this episode. I really look forward to continuing to connect with you.
1: Heck yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks again for having me, Carly.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. You will visit Jordan Sanctuary if you travel to Florida in the future. And I will put everything in the show notes. So if you want to support this project, you can. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. If you want to help me get this into the ears of more listeners, send it to a friend, text it to a family member, share on social media, and tag me. Whatever you can do really helps me out. To be read on air as a review of the week, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. And finally, if you haven't yet, head to patreon.com slash consciouslycarly to see what I'm up to. Until next time.